This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now approaching our seventh season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the flagship show available occasionally during the summer on video and audio. So from the reverent but always informative hour or so of football conversation, make your Monday a Blue Monday and joining me for his second appearance of the week. Prolific stuff in the off-season from Joe Fares. Evening to Joe and dialing in from just... Just the right side of the Welsh board. Well, no, let's let's leave that up to interpretation. Um, Seb Brown, welcome back to the pod, Seb. Let's start with you. How's how's summer treating you? How's the off season treating you? Well, it's nice, isn't it? Suddenly we've got a bit of sunshine and a bit of a bit of better weather, and suddenly it's just town of signing players. So, at the minute, it's all looking pretty oh. rosy with the uh, with the, with the Euros about to start. So, life's exactly. good at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And Joe, you're fresh off the back of your Mark Ashton hour long saga with with you and Craig. No one broke anything, despite you know, uh, as per my instructions, which is good and um, well received, which is excellent. Um, I'm back again for more. Yeah, no, and also nice to come back off a weekend with a bit of sunshine, isn't it? I've had sort of a inside barbecue Friday night, out for dinner Saturday, and have a barbecue today. Oh, England won again. It's I'm finally. Oh, I, I actually had a barbecue for lunch and then went to a barbecue for dinner as well. So it's oh, a bit of a, bit, a, bit a double barbecue day. So you Lovely. can't, you can't beat it in the sun, can you? Plain, your veins will be teeming with barbecue sauce. It's brilliant. Um, so, um, yeah, and the good thing is, as Seb has alluded to, um, plenty of good news to chat about this week. So um, we'll, we'll do it in chronological order. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. We've got some questions as well. I've got some pictures to put up on the screen. Have a bit of a laugh, you know, it's like in a school, buckaroo, you know, all that stuff. Um, let's start on Wednesday. We dealt with Tuesday or well, Monday. And oh, Tuesday, wasn't it, when Mark Ashton came in? And that show is still available. Um, Craig and Joe um, went through his um, opening day quotes, um, a lot of it. Um, Oh, it already kind of come to fruition as well. Um, Seb, do you want to give us your kind of 30 seconds on first impressions of Mark Ashton? 
Yeah, just obviously very impressed. You know, you're not going to get to his kind of level without being a, a superb speaker. He's saying all the right things. And, you know, I guess on Tuesday, we were all heard the right things, but the, the proof was in the pudding, so to speak. You know, is he going to start delivering on stuff? And within, what, 72 hours, we've suddenly got two new two new players through the door and things look to be cracking on nicely. So, yeah, at, at least we've got some, some kind of structure now. He's coming across very, very well and long may it continue. And I'd, I've moved down from the from the Midlands down back to Suffolk, and and there's a reassuring sound of a of a I think I would call it a black country accent, um, <laughs> but for everyone else, a West Midlands accent from Mark Ashton there. So I need to be careful I don't shift back into that and uh, go back you, to your Paul Cook voice is better. Paul Cook might may, may make an appearance later on. Um, so yeah, I, and similarly encouraged by um, Mark Ashton's words. One of the things, one of the nerdy things that I picked out as well was the pitch. And um, how finally, um, I think in the championship, I've, I must have mentioned this a few times, I'm like a broken record. I think we were one of the only teams that didn't have a kind of um, synthetic underweaving to the pitch. We had kind of, kind of a fully organic Suffolk-esque um, pitch, but one of the only clubs to not have made that investment in the top two tiers. Um, so hopefully we'll be in the top two tiers next season when that investment gets made. But even stuff like that, um, I think is is really good to hear. So, yes, good stuff from Mr. Ashton. Um, Wednesday, gents, we we talked about this, Joe, on the end of season review show with Andy, who alluded to the possibility of a positive outcome to this. But Ipswich Town women's team um, have been promoted um, via a kind of end of season process to the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division, um, the third tier of women's football after um, successfully applying for it, which is fantastic news. And as we said at the time a few weeks back, clearly a long overdue thing because of COVID, but fantastic news um, and, and positive for, for them because they, they, they've basically been spanking their oppositions most weeks for the last two years. So it'll certainly be a, a different challenge for them next season. Yeah, and it's well-deserved, isn't it? You, they've basically... They would have been promoted, but for the season ended early, sort of two seasons ago. This year, barely got going. I think they only played four games, but they scored 18 goals and conceded none. So I think they showed their class even in this season. But it's, it's a shame it's taken so long, but it's great to see them there. And when you look to see, it's, it's that's the third tier they're in now. I know it's regional at the third tier, but you've just got the Super League above it and the Championship. And they're, they're, I think there's only 10 or 12 teams in each of those leagues. So they're... They're very close to putting in there, and the sort of manager Joe Sheehan came out. He was pretty bullish that he's looking to get promoted this season out of this league, and he's not putting it off there. And I say, why not? There's some sort of some long journeys in this one. I think Plymouth is in the league, and Cardiff, sort of Southampton, Cardiff. There's a lot of, but then every, we're probably the most northern team in it. It's a lot of <laughs> Southern Yeovil or or whatever. I think I don't know if they're called Yeovil now, but. The Yeovil Town of, Ladies, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeovil Town Ladies and are across there. But, yeah, there's some, some decent-sized clubs in there and there's no reason why we can't continue to be successful in there. Like You, you look at the, just the list of sort of youth internationals the club have got and the um, you look to see how well the under-21s team are doing in the sort of Premier Academy League where they come up against the biggest biggest clubs in the country and are sort of get good results, it seems, nearly every week. And, yeah, the future's very bright on that side. And we are... I think Norwich are staying down or they might have even got down a tier. I don't know, but we are very much a premier East Anglian club in, in the ladies side and they're putting the investment in there. I think they're schooling at St. Joe's, one of the private schools with um, sort of with the girls coming in almost 
sort of full time, and they're they're really they're really pushing it on that side. It's yeah, great to see, and I think that's something that the sort of Americans and Mark Ashton will push even further because it's sort of community side. It's obviously women's sport is well, women's football, especially is very big in America. And if we can sort of get into the top tier in, in that league or the second tier and that will really sort of help us as a, as a brand. Yeah. Spot on. And you know, the game, the, the women's game has grown massively since the world cup a few years ago as well. And the fact that Ipswich, Ipswich's team has had so much, relative success obviously stifled somewhat by um the pyramid kind of failing around covid and lockdown and so on um it's good that obviously there are now a statue that's more befitting their abilities um but it's also another area of positivity around the club in general isn't it seb which you know there's, there's positivity growing positivity growing in lots of areas you include the under 18s yeah. in that for example as well so lots to be chipper about absolutely yeah you know we're all really excited with the the game changer stuff and the, the stuff coming into the men's team but the women have done absolutely superbly now for two years haven't they like like joe said you know they totally deserve the promotion i guess there was a bit of a fear if they hadn't had the application process with the side maybe have started to break up a little bit um but but fully deserved to get promoted and it's just another success in in the last what three months now is it two months of off field um not not, not men's on field stuff but off field kind of good news just rolling and building momentum for the new season yeah um on to thursday we were there, there was there was a point part way through the day when the club's social media started to tease the new shirt where joe and i were on standby um and the kit was announced the home shirt with um featuring ed sheeran's tour um which is all very exciting um and i'll put an image of it up here for those of you watching on youtube um Step, we'll stick with you. Um, your immediate reaction was it as kind of it's it's I, all right, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's 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 not amazing, let's be honest. But we have to remember these aren't these things chosen like two two managers ago. So to me, it looks like an exact carbon copy of the first well in 1920 kit, the first kit down in League One, but with the, the the really small black pinstripes added. So it's all right, but let's be honest with the with the Ed Shearer and sponsorship, it's going to absolutely sell. You know, absolutely tons of them. I have pre-ordered it. I did it last night, and I'll be honest, I was at a barbecue all day drinking a few beers, so I mistakenly I ordered two. Say. I, uh, I ordered two by mistake, so I've got. Uh, I'm now yeah, I've paid 96 quid to the club for one shirt. I'm hoping they can rectify that quite quickly. Um, but I, I have pre-ordered it, and I think it will sell absolutely tons, mainly for the Ed Sheeran thing, less so for the you know the the kind of generic design. I, I guess with adidas as our as our partner we're always going to be limited by these kind of stock shirts and you know it, it looks okay it's nothing amazing but um the, the really nice one i guess you're going to come on to is the is the goalie top isn't it yeah I, well if you're in the market for a an, an extra town share then uh yeah please, feel free to contact me yeah brown s08 on the twitter isn't it you do um, have to be a little bit pounding timber though it is a, it is a 2xl so uh there you go. Thin, well, thin people need not apply hey we're a diverse show we welcome people of all sizes and whatever's um let's move on to the keeper shirts before i say something stupid um joe um a yellow um bright yellow goalie shirt it looks like kind of it's got some kind of tigery striped stuff on it um and then this black and grey second one, which reminds me. I mean, this one reminds me of the um, the, the yellow one of of the was it ninety nine two thousand? Yeah, the Green the, King one, wasn't it? Yeah. Green. The, there's a bright yellow shirt that Richard Wright wore. I think maybe maybe once or twice in in the Prem. And the second one, the grey one, the black one, certainly oh one oh two. Um, definitely chimes of that. I I like the goalie kits. Yeah, I um, just don't quite like the little patterny bit on it though if it was just plain okay. black i think it'd look even better there i think sometimes when you see it, it doesn't doesn't 
quite look as good with the pattern on it. But yeah, no, nice shirts. I also have pre-ordered a home shirt. I'm sort of ahead of the game on those. Is that is that to be worn or is that going to be framed or something, Joe? Because no, no, I wear it. I, I still. tend to wear them through the season and then just put them away into the collection. But yeah, I I I I really like the new kit, but it is so similar to 1920. But I like the 1920 kit. But 1920 kit's good. I've got that. I was... Yeah, I, I did see someone make a post on TWTD where they basically said they talk that the kits are signed off sort of 15 months in advance. So this kit was signed off when we effectively had exactly the same kit when we didn't know we were changing sponsor. So somebody's basically signed that kit off where it could have still had the same magical Vegas sponsorship on there. And 1920 and 21, 22 would have almost looked from any distance, exactly the same kit. So it is a very, very lazy choice for me, but I, I like it because it looks decent, but it is, a, it is a lazy choice. And hopefully going forwards, there might be a little bit more, thought thought behind it because people say oh well our kits are always going to look the same because they're always going to be blue and adidas but ultimately we've had like eight adidas kits and no two have looked the same like this one and the previous one did they've all had slight differences but yeah no decent kit but a bit lazy yeah it's a, it's a six or a seven out of ten isn't it i don't think mm. it's any better than that and we now wait um with anticipation for hopefully an imaginative away show which rumor has it we've 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 divulged this already in the previous shows is likely to be white which i think uh, hopefully it'll have the black pinstripes on it as well but i mean i was going to say yeah, if, nice. if it's a carbon copy of the home shirt just with white and black trim instead then i think that would be pretty classic and and i think that and would go down quite well and I, I do like as a kit aficionado i do like when the sort of home and away kit are matched together and sort of the same i think the last time we did it was probably our first year of Adidas, 2014, yeah. 15, the blue and the orange kits were just blue and white, orange and black, same template, same design. And just, but they sort of, I think, I don't know. I just think it looks good when you, your home and away kits are the same template effectively and just flip between the different color schemes. So we'll yep. see what they do on that. Um, so fingers crossed for that. And, and that wasn't the end of the exciting news. Um, on Thursday, gents rumors started to circle of a, of an imminent transfer, um, the first of, of the summer. And uh, on Thursday afternoon, Wes Burns was announced. Um, Boo Burns. Boo Burns um, from Fleetwood on a three-year deal for an undisclosed fee, as these things tend to be. Um, and what was your – well, we'll keep with Joe. What was your immediate reaction um, to Wes Burns? Can you Did you recall the Fleetwood goal from the last day of the season? Yeah, and he had played well against us sort of both times against Fleetwood. I think he'd given Kenlock a te- torrid time up at their place. I thought he did well down here, but it was almost like one of those Jamal Campbell-Rice displays <laughs> where we were sort of 3-0 up and the game was won and he just put on a little one-man show because the game was over. But no, no, I thought he's... I'd say he's got pace to burn and I think that's just something we've missed other than sort of Gwion Edwards and Kane Vincent Young. What pace have we got in, in the team? So it is it's something that we desperately miss and something we severely lack. And he definitely has it to burn. Like I say, he's no no pun intended there, but versatile, can cover sort of right back, right wing back, right wing. So yeah, no good signing, good good player at this level. And I think he's one that would be would have probably you'd have expected to get sort of a lower end championship club. So the fact that we were able to get him speaks volumes for the sort of backing that Paul Cook's going to receive this window, which is what we want to see and what we need to see. 
Yeah, he was linked with with Coventry, and I don't know whether I should make any further comments on that one. Um, Steph, um, your your thoughts? I mean, as, as Joe said, the fact that he can fill a number of positions down the right hand yeah. side is really helpful, isn't it? Yeah, always useful. So I guess you know, pre- I guess primarily he'll be in the, the 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 wide right spot and just use his pace all day long to hopefully dovetail quite well with Vincent Young and and just keep running and running and running your game. You know, in in that game at the end of the season, we saw when he puts the afterburners on, he can shift and, and also being able to cover it right back is is useful given Vincent Young's injury situation. He's of a good age. Is, is he twenty six, twenty seven? Isn't he? So he's of a, a good age coming in. Hopefully trying to bolster those kind of age numbers in the in the squad a little bit and um, and yeah, a, a good positive signing. And if we if we are beating off lower end championship sides i guess that that kind of tells you what the uh, what the project that they've all been sold is and hopefully uh, hopefully we'll look to push on yeah and, and i quite like the idea of um burns and vincent young overlapping and swapping mm. positions potentially every now and then which would be good and, and you think he'll be on the right hand side of the of the three well, it will depend who else we sign, obviously. But Cook is obviously going to play a four-two-three-one, isn't he? So he's either going to be at right back if, if Vincent Young isn't isn't going to be able to play forty-six games in the season, or I guess he'll play on that that wide right, depending who else comes in. But also, even as, as a bench option, you know, it never hurts to have pace coming off the bench late in games and running at tired legs. So a bit of versatility is always useful and a, a really good acquisition. I think Vincent yeah. Young has also played a lot of left back for culture as well, hasn't he? So maybe there'll be. Burns on the right, Vincent Young on the left. But it's you, you. I think Paul Cook likes to work for a small squad, sort of 18 to 20 players. And if you are going to do that, you need to have some versatile players. Now you need a few players that can cover a couple of positions. And like I say, even if you look at the very top managers, you sort of Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, they like that small squad of 18, 20 players, but they need to get a few very versatile players in that can cover sort of four or five positions in one end. If Burns can cover two positions, Vincent Young can cover right back and left back. You, you end up with a few players covering a few, and then you, you don't need to have so much filler, even, and that means your bench options are better because you've got a player that can cover two rather than needing two on the bench to cover the positions. Um, uh, Joe, your thoughts on what this um, this this transfer kind of illustrates for the type of scouting or players that we're we're searching for, because. Previously to Mark Ashton coming in, you know, there, there's there's some links and, and one of the players that we were linked with ends up signing on Friday, spoiler alert. Um, but I think there was perhaps a fear, uh, we, I think we've spoken about it, of, of us maybe shopping in a market that we couldn't really afford to shop in and ending up kind of losing out to the teams in the championship. Um, you know, the Sonny Bradley link, kind of the more you... The more people kind of talk about it, the less likely it sounded to happen or, or was was never even going to happen in, in the first place. But a little bit relieved that, or a little bit reassured that maybe we are making clever signings rather than just trying to buy a championship all-star team or maybe even a championship reject team and, and get promoted that way. Well, I think it is going to end up something along those lines or like a League One all-star to be going for. But, yeah. But... If when you when you think about it, we are very very much in a win now mode. We need to get promoted this season or get very close to it to go again next year. And I think Paul Cook's judgment is going to be backed rather than Mark Ashton's at this stage in bringing in ready players who are ready, players who have probably worked under Cook before, who he knows they know his system. They are going to be able to help implement that system on the pitch as well as off it, which when we go on to the next signing, will sort of be a key example of that. But yeah, it's, I don't see that there's going to be this revolutionary window where we're trying to pick up young 16-year-olds from outer Mongolia who have shown a bit of potential to try and bring in and 
sort of push up there because but I think that's I think that stuff will come but I think this window now is about establishing a squad that is good enough to win league 1 and that's that's what we're that's what we've got to focus on and we've got a manager who who knows how to win this league who's won it once as he's won league 2 twice he, he's a manager that knows how to win leagues he knows the sort of players he wants and I think any any long-term plan is effectively on hold until we get this window out of the way. I'm sure it'll be going on in the background, but any long-term plan is on hold because in the short term, we, we're back at pre-season training on the 25th of June and we need, a, we need a squad in place that is good enough to win this league. Yeah, and and uh, I, I think that kind of... There's, there's, there's definitely a, a strand to... Or a theme to the kind of players that are brought in because Lee Evans is signed 24 hours later, Seb. And again, kind of a player who's had an impressive season in League One. Um, and I, I think West Burns might have played in teams where Mark Ashton was. At yeah, the he club was at the same Bristol time. City, wasn't he? I think. Yeah. So, and, and Oxford, I think he might have mentioned yeah. as well. Um, and this, whereas, whereas West Burns might have been influenced perhaps by Mark Ashton. This signing of Lee Evans feels very much influenced by Paul Cook. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, within what two or three weeks of Cook joining, there were rumours, weren't there, that he would go back, back to, April, to yeah. Wigan for for the likes of Evans and maybe a couple more with their Wigan situation being perilous at the time. So you know, managers do go for what they know, don't they? Let's be honest. You know, Roy Keane kind of did it. Mick used to do it. If you if you if you know if you, if you want your generals in your dressing room, as they always say, or your generals on the pitch, they're always going to go back to the players that they know. And clearly, for for Cook, Evans is one of those kind of players. For us, it sounds like an absolutely great coup. Um, you know, everyone's I'm sure seen the goal on um, on on YouTube and stuff, that's not what he's going to bring to the table. It's more the energy and the security for those front three and the striker. That's what he's going to bring. Fitness. Um, he, he seems to play a decent amount of games each year. And um, he's just going to be one of those players, Cook, and sort of hang his hat on and say, right, for the next 46 games, I can leave Evans in that position to play the 40 or so and not have to worry about him because every single week I'm going to get a solid, you know, seven seven or eight out of 10 from him. So an, an, another really, really decent signing. And 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 I guess, you know, setting out a marker for what might come in in the, in the future. And, and this feels like a, a, a not wishing to put a downer on Cole Scoose, but he had a, he had a role to play in the team. This yeah. feels like a more progressive version of Cole Scoose, perhaps. It seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Cole Scuse... he's going with the two rather yeah, than well, a defensive midfielder. Yeah, well, now he'll go for a two, and I guess he wants energy in that. That's the key thing, isn't he? He's going to want those box-to-box kind of players to help out all over the pitch. Uh, Skews, you know, by the by the end of his town career, uh, the legs weren't able to do that. But 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 Cook looks like, uh, sorry, Evans looks like he can slot in nicely, either alongside somebody like a Downs or somebody else coming in, or a Nolan with his box-to-box energy, and perhaps look to you know strike up a real real relationship and give that that assurance and that quality in the middle of the park because that'll be so crucial. You know, how many times last year did we go to somebody like Accrington away, Fleetwood away? We'd meet an old schooler a uh, league one level like a Glenn Whelan who would just absolutely run the game you know Ledbetter Sunderland did it against us they'll just run the game and it's vital that we get that bit of bit of nous in there um, because winning that battle in the centre of the pitch can, can make all the difference. Another 26 year old as well Joe um, and a player that's you know Wigan, Sheffield United, Wolves you know there's some good pedigree there at a good age. Um, are, you, are you happy with this signing? Yeah, yeah, very happy with it. And Paul Cook needs his needs to get some of his guys in. And I think Lee Evans is the ultimate illustration of what his guys are. Effectively, someone that he's sorry had a had a few times. Um, just a uh, this I've, I've sort of mentioned on the pod a few times in recent weeks that just the this I think the squad has been let down by the sort of players and that sort of. 26, 27, 28, 29 range, those players that should be coming in their peak, that you should be able to hang your hat on for a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 performance every single week because the only players in the squad 
sort of you could probably hang your hat on at the moment was probably Luke Chambers. And when you're 35, you're not a seven or eight out of ten every week. You become a six or seven out of ten every week. And you needed you needed some of those prime players to help the young kids out and to help the older players out. And we just have not had anyone in that middle bit. We've had a team with sort of young players and old players and nothing, no one in their prime. And we seem to have signed two players in sort of very much in their prime, coming into their prime. Two players have got good experience at this level and in Evan's case at the level above, players that have had success. And that's, that's what you need. You, you needed to make these sort of signings and it's good that Cook is being back to do it so quickly. And Seb, uh, I mean, I, I mentioned this incidentally, um, two, two, uh, two players from Wales. So <laughs> something you bloody love. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Being just the right side of the border, as you said earlier. Uh, long, long live the Welsh. I mean, the right side, day. as in left and right, as in you're the right hand <laughs> side of it. Long live the Welsh contingent. Yeah, it's always good when we've got a, a Welshman in the squad. You know, a Geraint Williams or a uh, Emir Hughes in his in his first time round. Johnny Williams, obviously coming coming in and out and yeah. stuff. So it all it always nice nice to have a, a Welshman in the squad. And you want but what's good about Cookers? What's good about Cook as well? Obviously, that I like is um, sorry Evans that I like is the fact he's going to know exactly what he's got to do. You know, he's going to come in on day one of preseason and he will know exactly what's expected of him for pretty much the next three years. So, like I said earlier, it's one more thing that Paul Cook kind of doesn't have to worry about. You know, he can look at other areas of the squad because he's got that guy there who knows exactly what is expected of him week in week out he seems to be a bit of a leader hopefully in the dressing room so it's an extra voice given that we've yeah. lost the likes of skews and chambers that dressing that dressing room maybe norwood aside is probably going to be quite a quiet place um so hopefully he can add to that and um and i just think it's a good signing all around yeah he also ask- doesn't know sorry he also doesn't just know his job he knows the job of the person next to him needs to be doing as well yeah. so you've yeah. got somebody to look after that too effectively now whoever comes in the side there you've got someone who can know what he needs to do, know what his partner needs to be doing because they know sort of off the back of the hand what Paul Cook wants from those midfielders. And that's, like I said, this is what we need. We need to start forming some partnerships in, the, in that squad. And I think this will help. Harry's and covalent bonds. Like he Harry's covalent say. bonds. I, I was going to say, um, ask you guys quickly, um, does he get the armband? Do you think the captain's armband? It, it depends who else we sign, I guess, doesn't it? You know, some of the names you're seeing out there on social media, there might be potentially bigger captain material kind of people hopefully on their way in but 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 if not there's no reason why he couldn't you know could clearly trust him so there's no reason why he couldn't get the armband was he the captain at Wigan I don't, I don't know who the captain was there but hmm, good question I'm not 100 I will look that up and try and do kind of my um driving the car whilst playing with you the radio you need to check it whilst you're doing stuff Go for that. but you want a team of leaders anyway you need to have I say when, when you look back to that team sort of our last well you can look back at sort of like 14, 15, but sort of looking more back at like 2000, 2001, where you had like Tony Mowbray at the back, who was a captain sort of everywhere he'd been, Matty Holland, Jim Jilton. So the, these are players that are captains, aren't they? And you, you need you need four or five of them in, in the team. And we, we just haven't had that, have we, at all? No. No, Jamie Jones, time. apparently, is the Wigan captain, by the way. Sorry, just throw it in there. No, you can't make a goalie a captain. Keeper, yeah, he's a keeper. <laughs> you got to question Cook's judgment on that. <laughs> that was Liam Richardson, wasn't it? Who was captain at the start of the season? So go and find go and find the match ball from the three 0 Um so yeah, so a midfielder through the door, a winger through the door, and talking of wings, if you like chicken wings, I still think our friends at Favourite Chicken are offering twenty percent discount for Blue Monday subscribers if you use the 
code BM20 at the checkout um, and go to www.chicken-ipswich.co.uk. So do take advantage of that offer. Not sure how long it lasts or whether it's replaced by something new, but um, very much endorse some fried chicken goodness and perfect for the Euros as well. Seamless link, guys. It's like I'm a host who knows what he's playing at. Um, moving on to more bits and pieces of news. Um, and Joe, interested to get your thoughts, particularly on Seb, if you've got any thoughts too, um, on um, the quartet, as TWTD called them, of Levi Ando, Bailey Clements, Tommy Hughes and Ben Morris being offered extensions to their contract. All four were out of contract, but had options which have been triggered. Um, your thoughts on those ones, I think, trying to think. Um, none of them really had an opportunity in the first team. Um, a few loans in there. And Ben Morris, obviously, quite a significant injury going into the season. I think got fit and then got injured again, didn't he? Um, but your thoughts on those ones, Joe? Um, yeah, I, I was surprised by some. I think Bailey Clements went to Dagenham at the start of the season and was there for a season on loan and ended up being sent back at Christmas and hadn't played a single game for them. So he obviously didn't make any impact there at all. But apparently he'd done well in the under-23s. Tommy Hughes has been injured all season. Ben Morris has now had three very serious injuries in his sort of young career. But he was a player that gets close to the first team when he's when he's fit. So we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm glad to see Ben Morris has got another one. I, I personally wasn't overly fussed about... Bailey Clemson, Tommy Hughes, but from what I understand, they're all sort of Kieran Dyer. Um, he's the one that's made the decision on those to give them another year because he sees something in them. And I say I, I, I haven't because I've been able to go to games all year. I just haven't I haven't seen them at all to know what progress they've made. So it's very difficult to make a make a judgment on that. I think Levi Ando had sort of he he played for lower stuff for a bit the season before last, but again another player that's missed out because of COVID, not being able to drop down there. But he's sort of being reinvented sort of from a centre-back to a right-back. And I don't know if people saw the goal in the, um, I think it was a Nottingham Forest game where Tyrese Simpson scored a little flick and it's Ando taking that great first touch and flying down the right wing. And I, I think he'd been earmarked as somebody that might make a little impact in the first team at the end of the season that Paul Cook wanted to look at. So he's obviously coming and done well. So yeah, good good on all four of them. And, and we'll, see, we'll see if any of them can take the opportunity and I, I think it will probably be a case of getting them fit and maybe getting them out on loan somewhere because they're all of an age where they would need to be named in the in the squad and I think we're limited right. on numbers in that so it's maybe just a case of trying to get them fit getting them out on loan seeing, seeing what they can offer and going from there Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. 
for about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And and I guess the one that most people will know about is Ben Morris. Been really unfortunate, hasn't he? But, hasn't he? but you know, even I remember the Blackburn game at the, at the start of the 1890 season, him coming off the bench and having actually had a pretty decent pre-season and thinking he's a real prospect here. Um, so I get a good opportunity for him to get fit and to maybe show some of that ability that we'd got a yeah. brief glimpse of. And he's very much a player that can play in the wide roles in the 4 2 3 one as well. He's so I played a lot for England as a youngster, under 17s, under 19s, and went went away to a couple of tournaments with them. So he, I say he's he's got talent. He's a very talented boy. He's got pace, good finisher, but he's just he's missed so much time. It's just a case of, but he missed all that time before he came back and was apparently flying again, and then suffered an injury again and comes back from that, suffers another one, and they all seem to be. I think they've been two cruciates and an Achilles. I think it is. So it's just. Desperately, desperately unlucky, but you'd love to see someone like that who's gone through so much, sort of kept himself going to actually come in and make an impact. And I certainly wouldn't bet against him. Sebony, you had additional thoughts on those guys? No, like you said, Ben Morris is the one, isn't he? He had that chance on Paul Hurst's first game of the season where he came. I remember a really good sort of cut back in the area and got a shot off. So he looked really, really bright, and he's been been so unlucky with the injuries, hasn't he? So, like you guys said, hopefully he can get himself a get him get himself fit and either either go out on loan and sort of show what he can do, or or maybe make the, the odd fleeting appearance for the first team this season. Because we always want to, although it's getting exciting with people coming in, you know, all the new bodies that are going to be arriving. It's still nice to have people from your academy, isn't it, coming through and making impacts, albeit off the bench or or in the first team. So hopefully they. Can start. They can make a bit of a bit of a difference in either the, the the Papa John's games or you know the early rounds of the the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, Seb. Well, um, well, in terms of news, I mean, we're starting to get the the, the usual transfer links, <laughs> and I think we'll try to avoid speculating on those. Um, though, feel free to chip them in if they're relevant for the questions coming up shortly. Um, but the club revealed um, earlier today, actually on Sunday, um, that season ticket sales had, had reached almost ten thousand, um, and. Um, and obviously pushing renewals, which I think the early bird deadline is, is this week, and that applies to people who had a season to get the, this past season and the one before. Um, in the context of um, COVID still being out there and and maybe an uncertain couple of months, um, but also obviously the positivity around the takeover and Paul Cook and what have you, um, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're, uh, they're sort of saying nine thousand or so have renewed from last year, and about a thousand from the the, the nineteen twenty campaign. So that's that's superb numbers, given that there is, there is still uncertainty around the game. You know, watching the England game tonight, there's an awful lot of empty seats still at the at the Riverside. So you know, there's no guarantee that we'll be able to start going again in August. Fingers crossed. You know, touch wood. Hopefully, we can. And if the Americans are there, it's going to be a hell of an occasion. You know, you're looking at hopefully getting twenty two, twenty three, twenty four thousand maybe in there. And obviously, as the season goes on, if we are. So 
successful as we hope we will be, it'll be absolutely fantastic to see the place rocking. But it's a it's a real sort of, you know, it's a it's a statement by the fans, isn't it? They're all behind this. They're all excited. Finally, we feel valued. You know, we don't just feel like sort of customers, you know, awaiting a statement or something by Evans. We feel like we've got a part to play in this. And it's really, really impressive, the numbers so far. And, and long may it continue. If we're all looking in the same direction, all we've got to do is keep on walking. And it'd be good to have um <laughs> and it'd be good to have um contactless payment and good food selection at a good price. Like and all that scoreboard, yeah. Just yeah, uh, you know. So um and Mark Ashton seems to take that stuff seriously and has got a definitely a track record of community club of the year and all that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, plenty to be excited about there and fingers crossed august we can all be in the ground um that's it for the news we can go on to some questions guys um i'll do these in the order that i've typed them up um so let's start with graham's question here um realistically if norwood stays how many strikers are we looking to buy i'd imagine i would hope for two uh yeah i I think that's correct i think we need at least three up there we know jackson is a player that they're trying to get out the door they've only taken his option to try and get a fee for him Ollie Hawkins isn't going to get you goals at this level or any level possibly. Freddie Sears is gone. Aaron Drinnen is a player that isn't going to get you goals. And I think you need Norwood plus two. Yeah, that would be what I'd be hoping for and what I'd be going for. And I wouldn't bet against Norwood sort of winning that competition and being the one that stays in the team. If he can go away, have a really good summer, come back flying. I don't think there's going to be many better strikers than him at this level. But he, I think he's going to have some serious competition for his place. There was a link with... Jaden Stockley today from yeah. Preston. So we're not going to just go with Norwood plus a couple of substandard behind him and then James Norwood only play 20 games again. We can't allow something like that to happen again and I'm sure we won't. And Colby Bishop, Leamington. Yeah, Colby Bishop, yeah. And yeah. I think that's one that Paul Cook is very, very keen on, Paul Colby Bishop. And I just um, went against my own guidance there, so I'm talking about transfer rumours. But anyway, it shows what I know and how much control I have on podcast content um seb ben or um and it's kind of a, it dovetails quite nicely um to the previous question how many players do you think we'll need in uh will then be able to um will then be able to tick them off as they come in during the next few weeks and what number you say you seb well overall i guess you know what we've got we've got two in the door so far we're still going to need probably a, we definitely need a left back a center back two strikers and I still think we need somebody in the wide positions or the number 10. So you're probably still looking at another half a dozen players, hopefully to, to come in. Uh, people will say we need a new goalkeeper, especially you. Um, that's not for me an area that is that crucial. You know, I'd much rather we did our, did our business up the other end of the pitch, but um, I think at a certain other half dozen, maybe another six or seven to come in. Um, and if they have the same caliber of the two guys we brought in this week, we'll be in a, a great position and hopefully it'll start to tick off nicely now because preseason is what three, four, three weeks away now, isn't it from start of preseason. So you want to get the vast majority of your business done by then so they can all come in cook is going to have them running and running and running and really get the fitness levels high going into going into the season based on what he said at the back end of last year so you want to get the vast majority of your squad done and dusted ready to go and um and hopefully we'll see you know hopefully another two or three in the next the next week to 10 days just need to play dyke or nalingold don't we um evening wales um um Joe, well, any, any advice? We need to six? start ticking. I think we need to start ticking players out the door as well, though. Well, yeah, we've so, got. A, yeah, it's still a massive at the moment, I think we're at what like twenty-two players, so we, we're not quite at sort of one in, one out. But we probably do need eight in, eight out, really. So, so but the trading, yeah, well, the player trading be... stuff that Ashton, sorry, the player trading stuff Ashton said was interesting, wasn't it? When he was saying about, you know, oh, go on, sorry. So the, yeah, so the, there's, we have had a question from FBL Tractor. I'm still surprised how many players we retain. Do you think Ashton will be able to offload most slash all the unwanted ones, 
or could we have a bunch of unhappy players on the fringes? I, I, um, I think we, I think we could because I, I know they're talking about player trading, but then once you saw Wes Burns going to Fleetwood, it was mentioned on TWTD, and you thought, oh, maybe that is the case that Genoa Danasia might go the other way. Hmm. That's one there, but he didn't. And I, I do, I don't know. It just, I've, I've said it sort of a long time on on since the sort of extra players had their options taken. I don't see it working out as well as the club hope it does, hope it will, because there's so many free agents out there. Why are players going to take players from us when there's so there's firstly there's a load of free agents and secondly there's very little money in these clubs. Like the players are there's players signing contracts at the moment with COVID clauses in them saying if the season gets stopped for whatever reason I won't be getting paid because these clubs just cannot afford to to sort of take take risks with it and there's the bottom two tiers have been decimated by COVID and there's probably between sort of League One and League Two, you're probably looking at a few clubs that are play, paying even a couple of grand a week and there's probably very little difference between League One teams taking aside the the big the big guys in the division like us and Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday, but outside the top eight teams and then there from there to the bottom of League Two, you're probably talking players sort of fifteen hundred, two grand a week, tops. And if we've got these players on contracts, why why would we be able to shift them as opposed to then just pick up alternatives. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully Mark Ashton is able to get it sorted. But I do I do worry come that first day of preseason, we're going to end up with like a bomb squad of players having to train away from the first team. And that's just not good for anyone. Do you think, um, either of you, um, that we might start seeing some of these retained players? I guess the loan is the preference, isn't it? And maybe you get a fraction of the wages that you'd be paying them. But do you reckon we might end up settling contracts and letting players leave for free? Potentially, that we can't shift. Yeah, potentially, maybe you know we 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 all know the good old FC mutual consent um, has been around in the past, so there's no reason why we couldn't look to do that. Like Joe says, what you don't want is suddenly you've got seven, eight players all stood at the side of of Playford Road on the first day of preseason, knowing they're not going to be involved because that that negativity will just spread throughout the squad, won't it? You don't want that. You need a close knit, all working together squad. You don't want any kind of negative influences. Maybe the likes of you know, if you're looking at somebody like Bishop, maybe from Accrington, perhaps you could look to offer Jackson as well as a bit of money. That kind of thing. We might see a couple of players go. Out that way i saw on the forum today that uh, qpr are apparently interested in dizel again so he might get a move upwards but we do need to start shifting some out because it's 20 is it 23 people you can register next year 22, and we 22 is it yeah and we must be pretty close to that limit now already given all the players that we we extended the options on so th- there were some strange decisions with the contracts with the likes of drinning and stuff so they clearly must have a plan for it but at this point we don't really know what that is i guess and um to fbo track this point um, time for Mark Ashton to earn his money, isn't it? Um, mm. Jason, um, up next. Um, I've grown up more often than not expressing myself after games with typical Ipswich. Um, do you believe that um, with all that's happening, we're no longer going to be walking walking home muttering typical Ipswich? Um, Seb? Well, hopefully, I mean, yeah. You've I mean, got, that... You walk away from the ground and then you have to drive all the way home as well <laughs> afterwards at the A14 and M6. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you How many times have we been to an away day in November and we've lost in the last minute or something after playing really well and we've just gone, that's, that's just so us. Hopefully, with this new positivity, that mindset will change. And hopefully, typically, Ipswich might become a you know a thing for success. You know, If we can start winning some games and, and get a bit of momentum of stuff, there's no reason we couldn't walk away from grounds going, yeah, we, we weren't great today, but we won. Brilliant, typical Ipswich. We're, we're, we're still plodding along nicely so hopefully we can flip it into a positive but as a fan base you know we've had what 13 mixed two years aside 13 years of just 
rubbish so we are fairly downtrodden as a fan base and all the positivity hopefully will start to start to come pretty quickly and it'll make a real difference yeah we I, I, i'm trying to <laughs> I, i'm struggling and failing and hopefully might someone might shout out on on the pod if not tweet me there is a comedy show where there's like a, a phrase of doing something wrong or making a mistake and at the end of it they i think it's like it might be like pulling a moniker or something like that and they try and turn it around to be a positive at the end just pull it out anyway um if, if anyone not, knows what i'm talking is it not the homer simpson one where yeah it's the first episode where he's really suave and then that's just the pilot and the next episode he turns into an absolute clown and it's I pulling a homer I've, there's very specific, there's a very specific one. There's doing a Dwight, which is an office, an American office, but I daren't talk about it now. Don't Joe, ruin it just, for Joe again. Yeah. I just spoil it for you and for everyone else. Um, but if anyone knows what I'm talking about, I, I don't know if it, it's a friend's thing or if it's something else. There's definitely like a, there's a doing a something and by the end of the episode, they tried to turn it around into being a positive, but um, no idea what I'm talking about. But I agree with you, Seb. I think this, the, the phrase that we utter quite a lot, I think, is and a long come Ipswich dot dot dot, which is yeah. a crap team on a crap run of form, um, has a fixture against Ipswich and manages to magically turn it around. So it would I be- think I think that's just a f- um, sort of fatalism that every club has. I've, I'm sure if you speak to fans of any club, they all think that their team is the one that ends the runs, that always lets them down. Bar bar very few clubs, football fans are universally unhappy. Um, Lee asks a question which is kind of a continuation of what we've been talking about I personally think we'll keep Dezel, Downs, Wolfenden and Dobra who else do you guys think will still be here by choice come August? I guess what I I should have asked as a supplementary question um, to to Ben's question and FBL's practice question is some people will, some of the players will rise to the kind of Paul Cook challenge that he's set out, admittedly, possibly in a bit of a ham-fisted way, if we're led to believe some of the chat um, at the end of the season. But some of the players will want to be part of this, won't they? And, you know, I'll sit the list up. I, I suspect Downs and Dizel might is possibly wishful thinking there because they might end up going up higher in the division. But Wolfen and Dobra, Joe, have, have certainly got a, a part to play. Um, I, don't think Dobra, I don't think Dobra will be here. Right. I think Wolfenden might be because he's on a long contract and didn't have the best of year Advertise last year. Advertise the shirt. You've got to read a lot into that. You know? Yeah, but I think, I think Kane Vincent Young will probably still be here because he's obviously a good player. He's been very unlucky. I think James Nord will be here because there's no one in League One or League Two that's going to pay the wages that we pay him. And you, you can't, you simply can't give a player away and pay half their wages when, you, when you're doing it to a rival in your league. And that's what we'd have to do. You see in the... Blackpool game, they've got Elliot Embleton, Sunderland youth product, and they lose Sunderland losing the playoffs. Blackpool go up, and they've got their England under 17, 18, 19, 20 youth international playing for them, scoring a brilliant goal in the playoff semi final. And you just think you just you just can't give away good players to other teams in your league. And I think that's sort of probably why James Nord will stay. But I, I, I couldn't tell you now who else I think would. I, I, I don't think. I don't think many will be in the starting eleven come the next season. There might be some that hang about just by virtue of no one else wanting them. But I think, like I say, I think you're looking at James Norwood, Kane Vincent Young, maybe Luke Wolfenden, and that's about it, really. Um, Quion Edwards, we haven't really discussed too much in the last few weeks. I think he's been offered. Yeah, a two-year deal, I think. Yeah. Is he, is he fishing? Do you think for something perhaps a little bit better? Or? I think it might be role as well as anything because. Right. If you think we've signed Wes Burns, they're, they're basically very, very similar players in style, position, where they play on the pitch. But 
it's, it's funny that all the players have been told we can go and Green Edwards is one that we're trying to keep. It seems like I, I can't say I saw a huge amount from him towards the end of the season, which made me think, oh, he's one we've got to nail down. But he's obviously someone they want to keep, so he's obviously shown something. But I, I don't think, I don't know, who, know, who knows really. But if he doesn't sign soon, the contract off will, won't be there because there'll be other players in in his position. We can't, yeah. we can't afford to hang about. Yep. Um, we need him for his set piece, taking ability, if anything else. Um, so, have any other names? Well, I mean, Teddy Bishop. Only as squad players, I guess. Maybe the likes of Bishop and Ken Locke and one of the keepers might still be around as squad players. NCR again as a squad player. But in terms of starting 11 at this point, you know, I guess you've got the two new guys, uh, Vincent Young, as, as Joe said, that's probably about it that you can actually think what will, who will start the first game of next season. There's still going to be so much business hopefully going on. And I guess we'll just have to see where, where, it, where it all lays after it's all done and dusted. Um and finally, kind of a two-parter from FPL Wolf, as in Wolfenden. Um, I think we've dealt with this, so I'll just flash this up in case I've missed anything. Do you think we'll see any overseas, overseas players coming in or will Cook stick to what he knows and trust just to get us out of league? One, I think Joe's answered that one. Um, can you see any Prem Champ loans coming in? I think possibly maybe to supplement. Um, yeah, as long yeah. as you use them as a, as a supplement point of view, I mean, we've seen in the past the effect that, you know, a couple of really good loanees can have the likes of Williams and Ryan Frazier and Tom Lawrence. As long as you don't get too many of them, like we have done in recent years, they can really, really add some quality to the squad. So, you know, in that in those kind of key positions, if you can get one or two really, really good quality players, it can make a real, real difference. As, as we've seen, the thing you don't want to do suddenly is have, you know, five, six lone players and you can only play five of them in a match day squad or whatever it is. And it just becomes ridiculous because there's no long term planning in a transfer window. So one or two, no issue with at all if they are, if they are, you know, of really, really good quality. Um, and kind of just first part, on, on that one, yeah, the overseas part, there's, there's, I, I don't think it's sort of been widely sort of, sort of put out there, but with Brexit, there is this new GBE rules of yes. how, how to get work permits and, they're very, very strict. I think there was something like, for example, like when Virgil van Dijk signed for Celtic, he would not have got a work permit to come across here. And there's, there's, it's almost going to be impossible for a player to come across to a League One team from from abroad because they need to be coming for, effectively from like a top five European league and have been playing European football. Well, you're not going to get players that are doing that that are dropping to League One. So, it's I, I just don't I just don't see any overseas players coming in at all into into the league as a whole, let alone just to Ipswich, unless they've got a British passport somewhere along the lines. That's good. Yeah, good addition there, Joe. Um, and finally on the questions, another one from FIA. Does Ashton coming in solve our poor scouting and recruitment or does this still need upgrading? I, I, I was trying to cab Sutton about Mark Ashton this morning and I think as football fans more generally, I think we we need a little bit of educating as to what the CEO's job is and what he kind of does on a day-to-day basis i think there's there's a decision making capability there there's a, a facilitating role to make sure that all the resources need to be in the right places but i can't imagine whilst he might have an idea on recruitment and, a, and an idea on players and um, he certainly spoke to the um eadt about his kind of dashboards and all that kind of stuff it feels to me that he's not going to be doing that as kind of a core part of his job maybe he'll be influencing it but it does feel like we need a head of recruitment if that isn't Paul Cook, any, any 
any additional thoughts on that, guys? He, he said several times in his interview, didn't he? He said, I'm not talent ID. That's not my skill set. That's not what I do. So I guess, you know, that will be a sign to, to somebody else. Hopefully somebody will come in. There was talk, wasn't there, at the back end of the season of Scott Barron's company, you know, being involved with analytics, that kind of stuff. So maybe that will look to, to, to be brought in. And I guess all they'll do is identify players and then there'll be decisions made with with Ashton, the scouting team, and Cook. And uh, it'll be passed to Ashton to get the deals done. But from a from a talent ID point of view, I, I don't think that's his. That's not his. That's not what he's here for, is it? It's still an area we need to look at. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see like how many jobs have been given out that were effectively being done by presumably Leo Neal. That he was like you've got a chief executive officer, a chief operating officer, these head of performance, head of analysis, recruitment jobs, and it's like it just shows how understaffed we were. And yeah. when you listen to sort of interviews over recent weeks and sort of Kieran Dyer ones and things. It feels like almost that you've had effectively Lee O'Neill, Brian Clue, Luke Chambers and Cole Scoose. Between those four, they've seemed to have done every off-field role as well as sort of some of them with on-field roles just just at the club. And it's it's such a breath of fresh air actually getting the right people in to do the right jobs who <laughs> actually given time to do the jobs effectively because it, we've just spread good people too thinly and it's just well it hasn't worked for a long time was known that round pegs in round holes yeah I, I i suspect there'll be another another appointment there won't there but in the short term again to to the debate we've already had i, I suspect paul cook's targets for this summer are, are probably already known and are unlikely to be supplemented a great deal perhaps but we'll wait and see on on, on lots of those things um and that's your lot on the questions um, thank you guys for answering those and thank you to everyone as always um, for chipping in. It's kind of a weird one whether we were expecting too many questions or not in the off-season and given everyone's outside um, having a barbecue, except except for me seemingly. Um, so um, thank you for those contributions. Got some plugs to do before we head off. We've mentioned already our friends at Favourite Chicken. Give them a look. BM20 um, and get yourself a discount there. Um, but plenty of excellent content Um been put out by the team this week um we've talked about craig and joe's mark ashton show um and you know educate yourself there a little bit on mark ashton's position and and certainly what he sees his role to be in his quotes early on um kieran dyer's um two-parter guys i don't know if you've managed to listen to that yet we've got yeah part yeah, one about player. his kind of his playing career and and but also some of his reflections on on his decisions post it switch and, and maybe a, a, the departure to Newcastle, but his philosophy on the game and, and England. And then the coaching one I thought was was really fascinating and some really interesting insights on some of the managers he's worked under, including Paul Hurst and Chris Doig, who mm. ultimately their position uh, Ipswich was decided on first team matters, but Dyer sounded really positive didn't he Joe on, on how they tried to integrate the academy and, and showed a lot of time and effort to to support it yeah that, that's that's something I'd, I'd see, would see with my own eyes in that in that pre-season every under 18 every under 23 game there wasn't a first team game they were they were over there watching every game I remember seeing Idris El Mazzouni punch an AFC Sudbury playing it sent off and then you saw Hurst and Doig follow him into the changing room while the game was still ongoing on and I don't think it was to congratulate him but obviously <laughs> They, they sort of did help push on El Mazzuni and ended up taking him to Grimsby this um, mm. sort of this year. And I say that they they were good on that side, but I just think I say we talked about recruitment early, but that was it was the recruitment that went wrong yeah. for for Paul Hurst, and I think the club has suffered ever since. But no, just to go back to the Dyer interviews, I thought they were yeah both brilliant, both sort of equally good, but 
but totally different. And I think probably the most important part for me listening to it was Dyer talking about Cook and sort of Cook's qualities as a manager. And that did leave you feeling positive for the new season and what Cook can do here. Sort of when a player as sort of respected as and had such a good career as Kieran Dyer, who's worked alongside just sort of Bobby Robson's George Burley here, sort of all over the country, sort of World Cups. And then he and then he's been at Ipswich all this time. He's seen Mick McCarthy, he's seen Paul Hurst, Paul Lambert at close close quarters, but he seems to have a really good relationship with Paul Cook, and that is something that, as Ipswich fans, we should be really grateful and happy for to see. Yeah, and when we put out the kind of the last minute or so of the second interview where he kind of gave his call to arms for Ipswich supporters and gave his optimism. Seb, um, any reflections from you on those shows? No, again, just what you guys have covered, you know, both superb things. I really enjoyed the second one. I thought it was absolutely superb. You know, the the, the insight and the knowledge that he's got is, is, is clearly, you know, if you've got any kind of preconceptions of, of Kieran Dyer and you think of him as the party boy that went to Newcastle and, you know, kind of maybe flitted away his career, just listen to those two interviews because they're absolutely superb. His book is also brilliant. Um, but those two interviews were absolutely fantastic. And the stuff he was saying in the second one, you know, it really leaves you at the end feeling positive. You know, the stuff he's saying, because he's speaking as a fan, you know, he's a, obviously a world-class footballer, but at the end of the day, he's a fan like we are as well. And some of the stuff he is saying, you know, it's going to be good times, etc. It, it really, really sets you in a, in a really good mood and a really good place. And, and hopefully he's going to be correct. But no, listen to them both. They are, they are superb interviews. Thanks, Seb. Yeah, and, and and you can find those on our on our video feeds on YouTube, um, and on you on, on our podcast feeds as well. Acast, Apple, um, Google. I think we're on Spotify, um, all over the place. So um, definitely worth a listen, and definitely recommend them. Fantastic feedback as well. Thank you for all the kind words and feedback on that from um, uh, particularly to to Phil and to Ben who who conducted the interview. And I guess the good news I have is there are other. Um, other options for those shows coming up in the near future so hopefully at least one more before the summer's out so um so um we'll keep you posted on those um and whilst i'm at it i may as well put up where you can find all of our bits and pieces on online and on social media if you're not already aware of those and the easiest way to get our, our new shows first is to subscribe so make sure you give us a subscription um joe where can we find you on the twitter just before we head off yeah just at joe fairs and Seb, if someone wants a XXL <laughs> town home share. Yeah, at Brown S08. Bid start at £50 because <laughs> you presumably paid for the postage, right? No, it was free postage. I presume Whoa. I spent so much money with them. I guess if you spend 96 quid on a, a shirt, you get free postage. So that yeah, was... well, my postage I had to pay for, but I didn't because I went for click and collect. So okay. maybe because you've got the two shirts, you don't have to pay the postage. Yeah, they thought, oh, we'll lay him off because he's spending, yeah. Poor guy, he's made a drunken purchase. No, <laughs> um, fantastic stuff, guys. Uh, you can find me, Abe's Rich, um, and uh, the channel at Blue Monday ITFC. Um, and that's your lot. So, I, I, I we will keep um, the content and shows under review throughout the summer. We've had some really excellent feedback, by the way, on the feedback form. So, thank you to everyone who completed that. We'll kind of reflect on that and formulate our strategies for next season with that in mind. Um, so thank you for that. But, um, you know, if we sign two players next week and reveal the away kit and who knows what else, um, then squad we may numbers. or may not be back. That's the, that's the next important one. Is it? Love squad, squad numbers. numbers. Yeah, still love squad still numbers. a bit early for the squad numbers, I think. When's the fixture list release? Fixtures um, 
mid mid June, mid to late mm-hmm. June, I think. So we will keep we'll keep the news under review. And if there's sufficient quantity and or quality, then the pod siren will sound and we'll see which good people we can find. Um the bar has been set very high by Seb and Joe, less so by my hosting. Um but it's early early preseason. I've got plenty of time to improve. Um guys, once again, thank you very much and um stay tuned on the channel for our next show. Thanks for watching or listening to the Blue Monday podcast. And thanks to those of you who have kindly supported the channel via Acast or YouTube donations. You can follow us at the usual places on social media. And don't forget to subscribe so that you get our new shows first. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.